conversations with their counselors. It's been a while. Exactly. 2020 has passed by already. We are very excited to be with you again and be part of your new year as we continue talking about topics that promote mental health and relevant topics for you, our students. Yes, and we want to start the year with a new episode, and this will set our pace for the new season or the new set of episodes that we have in store for you this year. We want to start this episode with the people that came together initially, that's us. We are your psychologists from the LS Office of Guidance and Counseling in Ateneo de Manila University. I'm Eileen Bello. I'm Tanya Labrilla. And I'm Reg Santana. As you've had the opportunity to share this space with us, we want to have a sharing of minds between us, the hosts, and you, our beloved students. Last year, we have adjusted to the many changes brought by the pandemic and the shift to remote working and learning. And in the hopes of finding our wellness amidst these trying times, the coffee stations with your counselors brought topics to you that openly discussed our adjustments, mental health care, and even our resilience building. Let's do a review and recap first of the things we covered and talked about last year. So with our very first episode, our debut, we were joined by Yumi Briones. We talked about a student's experience in Ateneo and how the transition was like going from face-to-face classes to an online kind. She shared a lot of things, including the challenges that are faced, as well as tips that can help go through this experience. Fast forward to now, those insights are still relevant and can be helpful to our students. Online pa rin tayo lahat ngayon eh. So make sure to check out that episode in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. With our second episode, we were joined by our colleague in the LSOTC, Mr. Lito Nilio. We talked about what true self-care is, specifically its needs during this pandemic. We were able to take a closer look at self-care and we were... Uh, we are sure that our students would enjoy going through this episode again. In our third episode, we took a deep dive and explored a relevant topic, suicide awareness and prevention. We talked about the sensitive topic with our LSOGC director, Sir Gary Faustino. Although it may have been a sensitive topic, it remains a necessary one to talk about. You were able to talk about myths and misconceptions, things you can do to respond to when signs are present, and ways to take care of yourself. With our fourth episode, we were able to discuss the academic freeze, disaster response, and resiliency from the point of view of one of our, one of our students, Leonard, because at that time, uh, we were hit by different storms. So, you know, we were joined by our fellow student, our fellow student, Leonard Perez. And last, from 2020 episodes, we had an episode with Dr. Gina Hetsunova an expert in research on resilience and in resilience building in the community. In that year-end episode, it was emphasized that resilience is something that we can all build and develop within ourselves. Our guest for today is a current junior student in the Ateneo majoring in AB Psychology. She is also a public figure, and she recently launched her own YouTube channel called Mind Games, a channel that seeks to talk about mental health and create more awareness through this larger platform. Okay, so we're very happy and proud to welcome Miss Claudia Barreto. Welcome. Hi, Claudia. How are you? Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello. Thank you so Hi, much for thinking of me. Hi. Hi. How's the first semester? Um surprisingly you know like i think my the professors have been very um compassionate so the classes went very very well mm-hmm. and 
yesterday was actually enlistment for the second semester so i'm all i'm all ready for the second semester oh that's good were you batch one or batch two <laughs> I was batch one. So oh, I was that's very lucky. lucky. Oh, nice, nice. nice. <laughs> okay, so what are you looking forward to, I guess, in the second semester? Well, I'm looking forward to um, interaction with other students again. I actually <laughs> missed it. Um, during this short break in between semesters, I've been working a lot, so I haven't really been interacting with anyone else other than the people I work with. Oh, yeah. Are you part busy of, schedule talaga. Are you part of any orgs in school? Um not currently, not ah, currently. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I guess to start, we just want to ask as we're very interested also. We've seen we've seen episodes as well. Um can you share with us how Mind Games came to be and what made you focus on mental health? Actually, Mind Games was really cool because it was just something that I dreamed up like very out of the blue i just thought that i'm very passionate about music and mental health and i thought that doing a project like this i could marry the two um so basically what mind games is it's a um it's a campaign for mental health awareness but we use music and other mediums of art to promote mental health mm-hmm. um and When the idea came to me, the first thing I thought was, I'm going to look for a creative in school. And luckily, because we have many creative people in Ateneo, yes, yes. Um, I came across a senior who does graphic design. And we, we did the whole planning and the branding and all these different things. And then um, one day I was just speaking to a friend about this campaign that I was really wishing to bring to life. And he told me he was going to help me with the script. He's also an Atenean. So uh, shout out to Luis. Hi. <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, so I, I spoke to him about it. And he told me that he wanted to help. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a group effort. But we're only about four or five people who have been working on it. And um, Yeah. It's it was very it's a very simple and a simple way to start a campaign I guess. Wow. And they're also uh, I'm just going to ask if those four or five people are all Ateneans. Parang it's a whole community uh, that started in Ateneo. Actually, well. yes. It's it's yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's actually me um Sasha Magalona. Oh, sorry. Can I say yeah, the name? Hey, go ahead. Yeah. 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 Okay, Sasha Magalona, um, Luis Lockin, Pilar Angliyonto. It's just, I, I would just open up to these people about, um, it really helped me kickstart the whole thing. So it wouldn't be what it is if it weren't for them. It's awesome to have uh, like-minded people around you to work with you. Yes. Okay. Sounds like all of you are really you got together because of this need for creativity and, and to be productive especially during mm-hmm. this phase or shift to online learning no? right? Yes mm-hmm. Yeah And what made you I guess focus on that on mental health specifically? Um, I've just always been very drawn to psychology and um, 
but also because of my own personal experience with mental health it really just inspired me to make something out of it you know transform the experiences that i've had into something that can help other people and because of the very few times that i opened up to you know um supporters about like my experience you know they were very um they were yearning for some kind of platform that was less serious less intimidating mm-hmm. and i thought um coming up with mind games was just a creative and more um uplifting way to to talk about mental health which is also why that um which is also why a lot of the people that i've interviewed for the podcast um are creatives mm-hmm. and artists but of course in the future i want to talk to all kinds of people so whether or not you're suffering from anything um it has to be taken care of yes mm-hmm. yeah right yeah i think that's what brought us also together because we're all fellow yeah. advocates of mental health yes yeah and it's nice to have like a platform where people can easily relate to and understand it no yes and younger like a younger um audience as well especially because of how much i think this time has affected everyone's mm-hmm. mental health i wanted it to be super accessible um super easy to digest which is also why a lot of our topics and conversations are very easy going and a lot of the guests are young and uh again that's why we're also very excited to be able to talk with you right now about uh, mental health mm-hmm. and you know some aspects of it because you're a, a fellow advocate and we love that there are more voices uh from the youth uh so what you've been doing is it's really amazing right thank you yeah. thank you So so right now I want to ask you a interesting question you know. So okay. in your personal life but not too personal. <laughs> as a celebrity artist and a student what role does social media play? Well, it plays a lot of roles in my life and I think that that's something that everyone can relate to as well whether or not you're a public figure. But Um because I am a public figure um it does come with a little more responsibility. I can't just you know share where I am all the time or you know like you know share private moments with my friends when they're having fun. You know there are different things that I have to mm. avoid. Um but that's but that's okay because you know I I I love what I do and I love how social media has really helped me um achieve you know some Um, really great milestones in my life mm-hmm. as an artist if i'm using social media for work um you know i'm only thinking about work on my mind i'm not <laughs> go scrolling through it um if i'm using social media for school you know i try to use a different device and or mm-hmm. or use it in a different place um so i think uh as a tool or i've reframed my mind to think of it as a tool mm-hmm. um it's supposed to help me um so that's that's kind of what i do for all the different things that i use it for i just think okay um i'm using this to help me as a student i'm using this to help me as an artist and then as a public figure it's interesting that you're 
like you're creating boundaries still as well that um when you're yes. studying you're you're trying not to um to mix that up with work I, i imagine that can be quite difficult with a lot of things coming in from school from work yes. at the same time yes yes well, but it's it's so yeah sorry go on i'm sorry i, I really like that, that you were showing how to discern no where to use social media mm-hmm. as a tool for your personal and your professional um aspects of life it's really great yes. no? and it, it, i think it really takes some um some time to to decide where strange, which part uh, of your life you will share to to the people or which part of your life you're going to um keep to yourself things like that and like i want to yes. like what you said being intentional i feel mm-hmm. like yes. uh, with that also comes a lot of awareness and you know responsibility like you said uh so i want to ask you know as a follow-up is that something you learned from other people or is that something you had to discover for yourself i had to discover that for myself you know um and because i you know i'm in calm that i'm also the type to not give too much especially when it comes to social media mm-hmm. and i kind of just want to protect my identity as a student and so i decided you know to It, it was necessary for me to make that comp- to compartmentalize um, the role that social media plays because of the different realities that I'm living. Is that yeah. making yes, sense? Yes, 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 yes. And I, I see the importance of yeah. that, no, the compartmentalization, and also deciding which identity, how how social media, how much social media will influence your identity as a person. That's really nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And because also, like, just to add, because I'm a student, I just feel like I should uphold, you know, the 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 values that mm-hmm. were being taught in school. Like, I don't want, I don't want the the university to to, uh, not not be ashamed, of course, but <laughs> but I want to make you know the establishment proud. Like, I want to be doing a good job. If if I'm already in school anyway, mm-hmm. I might as well be, um, you know, fulfilling my duties as a student well. Mm-hmm. Like you still want to protect um the image of the school as you also present your own image. Yes, because you know a lot of the the values and a lot of the things that I'm taught in school are also things that I value. Um, so it's important to me that. I kind of represent myself in a way that's still me, but but you know, um, just uh, headed towards the right direction. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have another question for you. So, from your interactions in your channel and with your peers inside and outside of school, what do you think is the state of mental health of the youth today? So, in your in your platform, mm-hmm. you you are interacting with a lot of all creatives and non-creatives but uh your advocacy is the same about mental health yes. and your observations how would you describe the state of our youth uh you know from my experience what i've been exposed to you know like when my supporters or when people message um send us messages on mind games the first thing that comes to mind um when you, the first thing that came to mind when you asked that question was just this um anxiety that 
that the youth is experiencing right now. And it's completely un- understandable because mm-hmm. of everything that's happening, whether, you know, whether they're suffering from clinical anxiety or they're just... But I also really love about the fact that I know that is is because people have become so comfortable talking about it, be more open about it, able to help So there's like this anxiety because of, you know, the, the world, the, because of everything that's happening in the world. And then also the, the responsibilities that we have to continue um, even from, from home. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just right now, I think it's just anxiety. Yeah. But because we're starting to talk about one another now. Mm-hmm. So it's like our observations also know from our own practice that uh, given that we are in a pandemic and of course before the pandemic, there's that rising um, cases in terms of anxiety and depression. But even if it's not clinical, we all experience this anxiety and depression. And on this mental uh, diagnosis yes. with depression, yes. for example, is there still strong stigma or what? Yes. Have you, um, also- you know, I, I've been very lucky because from my experience, you know, I haven't come across anyone. Um, but I do hear stories where it's a bit more difficult to explain mental health, especially when you're mm-hmm. explaining mental health to to parents or it's the first time you're telling a friend that's unaware about, you know, these issues it, it could still be difficult but this is precisely why um i wanted to make mind games and i wanted it to feel more like an open forum and like a community so that you know even if you're too afraid to ask a question someone else will ask it and we'll have mm-hmm. people who are qualified to answer them you know like yeah. we're finding ways to make it easier for people to educate themselves mm-hmm. um because i think that really is it um a lot of the stigma is really just because people aren't aware and aren't knowledgeable on the matter but i think whether or not you suffer from a mental illness you should just know because you'll never know who you can help mm-hmm. you'll never know how it could help you as well you we don't know so um it's it's just that for me yeah um, yeah yeah so you did, uh, I mean, we've already touched on it, no? Uh, our, our next question was supposedly um, just how social media is shaping how the youth thinks. And you already kind of um, said how it is kind of helpful because of these channels such as yours that are, um, they're learning more about mental health itself. Um, yes. What are the other ways, I guess, that um, social media is shaping how the youth thinks, and I guess on the other side of the coin, how it how can it not be helpful? Yes. Uh, well, for me, um, that's why I like to compartmentalize and I like to be intentional about my social media usage and my presence and everything. Because, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. What was the question again? <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, we've talked about how it could be helpful, but how, and on the other side, how can it sometimes not be helpful? How could it be kind of oh, yes. destructive as well? Yes. Um, okay, so my point was, uh, so yeah, I like to compartmentalize because I like to limit what I'm consuming. Um, it, it's, social media is a great thing. 
you know, it's not inherently bad. It's a great thing because of everything that it allows us to do. Like we're, we're so, um, we're able to do everything just online. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But it's just the being vigilant, being responsible about what you consume, um, limiting and setting boundaries uh, when you're consuming information and also mm-hmm. fact-checking. I think yes. a lot of the youth, we neglect that because it's just so easy to uh, be updated with uh, the hottest stories and we don't really you know, seek mm-hmm. understanding anything more. We just see the headline and think that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when it could be really harmful. I think when you're just consuming too much information and you're not being... Um, Mindful. You're not, yeah. yeah, you're not being mindful um, of what you're consuming and what you're sharing. So yeah. I think that's what could make it a bit unhelpful. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Because there like- is a lot. There's a lot to consume on the mm-hmm. internet. Yes. Sometimes just too many yes. that we cannot keep up. And then, um, yes. And then we, that's why people don't read sometimes. It's, uh, they go on to the next headline, the next headline, the next tweet that they see because we don't have yes. enough time. But people need to, I guess, slow down and just really take in and then discern and understand what they are consuming. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. I really like that you you are emphasizing here the importance of setting boundaries, of being mindful when when to digest or to take in information that you're getting from from the internet or from social media. Those things are those things sound like they're common sense, no? But sometimes really have to be conscious or mindful of these things, or and really have to decide that we're going to do these things because. The social media temptation of just scrolling down and, and just mindlessly um, consuming everything is there, no? So, yeah. Easier said than effort. done. Mm, yes, yes. Yes. We can say so, it, uh, yes. it's we need to like um, discern and all of that. But sometimes mm-hmm. uh, I think we're all guilty of that in some way. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Even, even me sometimes, you know, like I, but I've had to develop different kinds of, different kinds of systems to, to really be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I, I really try to be uh, diligent about it because I know how much it affects me. Mm-hmm. So it's just that. Like so if, if you know that social media isn't... Because um, there are some people who are, you know, they're totally fine consuming all this information and being on their phone. And that's fine if you're okay with that. But because I'm aware of how it affects me, mm-hmm. like I... I, you have to help yourself and 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 by doing that you know it's that's why you know I'm so honored to be here because because these are some things that I like to share with my friends as well um the different ways you can set boundaries especially when social media feels like it's taking a toll yes. on your mental health yes I really like that Nona Parang you were saying uh, one way to help yourself discern which to consume and which not to consume is to know how is how is social media use affecting you. Other than that, yeah. what other strategies can you share um, to the listeners you know, on how to okay. use social media yes. uh, healthily? Okay, when I was speaking about um, 
uh, boundaries. I was actually speaking of, you know, on my on my phone, I set limits on the time I spend on certain apps. So let's say I have to post something on Instagram for work today. It doesn't take one hour to post a photo. I shouldn't be scrolling for an hour when mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the same photos over and over and over again. That's the that's the addiction. So um, I set mm-hmm. the limit on my phone. You know, there are different ways you can do that, but there's a limit. Oh, the uh, screen time. On my phone. Y- yes, yes. <laughs> so there's a time there's a time limit, and I do um, I do 15 minutes, let's say, on Instagram because mm-hmm. I only follow a handful, like a few people. So you know, I'm gonna get across all their posts in less than 10 minutes if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of puts things into perspective because you realize, wow, like I was spending hours scrolling when mm-hmm. the the thing that I came here to do was just to post a photo. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like how I think of it. And then all the other social media apps that, you know, I feel like I don't have any use for or I feel um, doesn't supplement my life. I deleted that. I, you know, it's just different things like that you, that you can do for yourself if you're not using a social media app just set mm-hmm. limits on your apps yeah those are some ideas mm-hmm. yeah I, I like that no utilizing what's already in social media like the time or setting yes. the time no? yeah yes, i also do that mm-hmm. i also do the same <laughs> yeah it's helpful really helpful yeah mm-hmm. and we appreciate that you're able to you know give those concrete tips and because our students need those things because uh, yes. When we talk about boundaries and, you know, uh, being responsible, it, it's very important. But the concrete steps that you just gave. The uh, concrete steps, uh, yes. Yes, it can give them uh, something to replicate or act on as well. Yeah. I have another question for you, you know. Um, but I really like how uh, a while ago you mentioned that through your, uh, you know, your, your uh, initiative that talking about mental health and all its uh, uh, directions or challenges, it kind of gives a, a, a vibe of it's normalizing it. So if, even if people can talk about it or find mm-hmm. it difficult to open up, you have you give mm-hmm. them that space and you show them that there mm-hmm. is a space. So it's kind of inspiring to, to hear that. Thank you. Thank you. So my question now is uh, talking about social media as well. Uh, how will you describe the importance of keeping connected at this time kasi nga nagsimula sa social distancing then now we're all at home yes. how mm-hmm. do you think it's uh, important to keep that connection and how do you do it for yourself yes uh you know when when the the quarantine first started in march i was very good at keep you know talking to my friends obviously we wanted to kind of talk about this whole crazy thing that was happening so the 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 communication was still pretty constant then because we thought that you know probably two three months that's the worst we could already imagine at the time to us like that was already no way you know two months no way but Mm -hmm. It, it just kept going out. Long. Yeah, it just kept going. So the interactions kept getting less because it just started becoming, oh, this is mm-hmm. our lives. Like this is how uh this is how we're living our lives. Um so in the beginning I was very good with it because you know, Ateneo passed everyone. Um 
after for that sem when when it started so you know i had so much time what else will i do i can't work i can't do school work i can't i can't do anything else so seeing friends online was the thing and then months later i started really feeling myself isolating and that's when I was like, wait, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, okay, it's okay to have a healthy amount of time alone. But it's and too, to yeah. kind of, yeah, to kind of digest everything. But after a while, it gets too overwhelming. You, mm-hmm. you still need to keep contact. Or, you know, I found myself staying in my room instead of hanging out with my family, just because we were together the whole day, you know. It, so it became it, too much isolation, yeah. Um, so I think in the same way that you try to set time for work on your computer and school on your computer, you should also have like, let's say on Saturday, can I call you for an hour? Like, just ask your friend, like, can I call you for an hour on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Like, just an hour of your time. Let's just catch up, like, see how you're doing, whatever. I think that's super important. Yeah. And it's, I, I like that it's, you're asking for consent. For permission because you also want to make sure that other people have their the headspace to take in or yes. to talk to you because you don't know what they're what they're going through at home what they're also doing so it's important that we also exactly in, and in, yes in connecting with other people we make sure that they're also doing okay to to take in whatever you have to tell them Yes, I love that you say that because that was actually my experience with it. At first, it was constant. So I was talking to my friends. And then after a while, I found myself feeling drained. You know, like it, so it was necessary. I did have to take some time alone and just exist in the real world, in, in the world that I had here at home. You know, sometimes when people would like want to talk to me, it would make me anxious to, to say no. And I'm mm-hmm. not ready to mm-hmm. talk. You know, mm-hmm. so so that it's nice that you pointed that out because it's true. Like I think it's like if you're free and um you want to talk, let's you want to meet up on Facetime. Like yeah, it, let's just be like more careful and and just think about those things. Yes, yes. It's really different, yeah. no? Parang before in just in school, if you see someone in the cafe or Jay's, like you can just talk and uh, ask how they are. But now, as you mentioned, there's a matter of asking that consent or um, yes. aware of it before you engage with and someone there's, yeah. there's also like an anxiety with um, y- having to communicate let's say through a screen yes. because before in school when you see someone the nuances and all the different things are there but when mm-hmm. you're on a video or, or you bump into people so you're saying hello to people but when you meet with a person it's so it, it's very intentional so you feel pressured yeah. talk it's about not something. it's not as it's organic not as casual yeah yeah yes exactly there's always a purpose for the talking nowadays so it's mm-hmm. kind of like of course it's anxiety inducing like i understand yes. that and i like also, that you're mentioning okay. that in reality when we're uh when we are shifting to this online world or online thing there's that anxiety there's that pressure and we have to be mindful how it's taking a toll on ourselves now and yes. how how parang how discernment is important when it comes to deciding whether to keep connected or to to have just a space for yourself it's really a big thing to 
adjust to. It's not just, you know, taking classes online. All of these, you know, uh, being more responsible in social media and communicating with people through online means, it's a huge adjustment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. So I think we have to just be a little bit gentle on ourselves and each other as well. Um, like what Claudia also mentioned, um, there's a bit of guilt and anxiety when you say no to talking to other people and just realizing um, that you can, you know, that you can say no and set those boundaries. And hopefully the other party won't feel bad about that because we are all going through something as well. So just, yes. just that common understanding and kindness from everyone because I feel like everyone's having a hard time as well. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I guess... Uh, just uh, to end, um, we're very thankful that we had this conversation with you. Um, is there anything that you would like to share or say to the Ateneo community? Some final thoughts regarding, especially for the youth, um, regarding what we're going through now with online classes and with um, taking care of our mental health. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, you know, I'm always like I am always open to to hearing from other people. And actually, I tell people like if if you want to message Mind Games by Claudia on Instagram or email me or whatever, like I like reaching out to qualified and qualified people and professionals to help me answer questions. Um, and also, um, you know, to the Ateneo community, if there's anything you think I can improve on or anything you think I can do um, with mind games that that you think will help this cause honestly I'm so open to to what other people have in mind um, because I'm, I'm I'm also just figuring it out as I go um, and hoping for the best <laughs> but <laughs> yeah I, I I think it that, We're that's all message honestly I yeah. want to hear what other people think will make this better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, really, we're really glad that you are here no and and talking to you makes us realize that uh it's really important to have a lot of platforms like yours where we can talk uh openly and more easily about things like mental health and use of social media so thank you claudia maybe we can collaborate again in the future yeah yes of course i would love that i would love that even in school hopefully soon oh yes yes yes. hopefully we can go back to school soon yes i would love that that's my dream (laughs) well that's good that's good i'm glad that we were able to um uh, stumble upon your your YouTube uh, channel and uh, talk about this very important topic with you. I feel like um, uh, there with the youth, with being a student, with being a public figure as well, um, you're uh, the person who would be helpful for us really talking about the topic on social media. So thank you, Claudia, for joining thank us again. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Thank you, Claudia. And, thank you. Uh, thank just, you so much. I guess I want to add from what you said, uh, because this is really a good space, a good dialogue to have, so students can reach out to you, to us, if they want, and we can all talk about yes. things like this, especially mental health. So we're here, Claudia, us, whoever, uh, just reach out, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a safe space. Yes. Yes, we're yes. here. <laughs> <laughs>
So to summarize our interview with Claudia, first off, she talked about her channel Mind Games and where it all began. This was something that she uh, wanted to do just maybe as a passion project. She's very interested in it uh, regarding mental health, something that she also uh, is drawing from experience. And as well as being an artist, she uh, took on the angle for the creatives, talking about music, how it helps with mental health. And uh, she uses this to campaign and to raise mental health awareness as well. In terms of social media, uh, this is very helpful to her because as a public figure, she has a responsibility to uh, impart some good as well. And she uses social, me social media in different ways, actually. So, But she, it helps her uh, as a student, as an artist, as, uh, as uh, a, a mental health advocate. And she wants to be intentional in how she uses social media so that it will be helpful for her. So she creates these boundaries for either work, school, and um, other things, other personal things that she uses it for. So we also talked about uh, its importance, its value, its uh, challenges with the youth, how uh, the youth see it, uh, how they use uh, social media. So we were able to also discuss with Claudia uh, the differences of talking about it and of opening about it because uh, even though we're more aware now, it's more open, there are still the, uh, difficulty or stigma in sharing about it to others if it's about yourself. So this platform that she has uh, gives that the, the people a voice, the space, and to be more educated, to become more aware by having different people as guests, like what we're doing also here. So it's really a good and refreshing thing to collaborate uh, with Claudia with this episode. Uh, in talking about social media and shaping the youth, we also were able to touch upon the, the limitations and how to approach it responsibly of being able to, as it was mentioned, be intentional, limiting what the media is being consumed, that it's not it's not inherently bad, you know, it's really how we use it. That's why it's a lot of responsibility that we can be vigilant towards too in setting boundaries, especially, especially we love how she mentioned fact-checking because maraming naman fake news there. So it's very important that if we read and share that we're able to be responsible and see na to naman, accurate naman yung mga in the engine just nothing online because too much can be harmful and about whether it's consuming or sharing you know it's helpful to be mindful just know how it can affect you as well and setting time limits she gave some very good tips very concrete steps on how anyone can go about the use of social media mm -hmm. i also uh, it's also interesting that in this episode with Claudia, she mentioned the importance of keeping connection and uh, knowing when having the space for yourself is important and discerning where isolation can be a problem or isolating ourselves can be a problem. It's also important to, to note or um, to 
yeah, note that in this episode, we've talked about how themes of pressure, anxiety, with the use of social media, and with the context that we are in right now are all normal things. And lastly, she mentioned about reaching out, no, that uh, if you want to talk about things like mental health, there are uh, venues we can talk about it. Like, you can reach out to her or you can reach out to us, your guidance office. We're always here. There. So that's this episode. Yeah, awesome first episode for the year. Yes. Love it. Okay, so thank you listeners for being with us again. We are posting the link of today's episode in our LSOGC FB page. That's LS Office of Guidance and Counseling. If you have comments, you can just let us know through that. No? But you can always check us out in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just look up Conversations with Your Counselors. If you have comments or questions or thoughts about what's striking for you in today's episode, just let us know through our FB page. Again, it's uh, in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check us out. If you want, you can review our past episodes. Uh, all very good topics that we were able to cover last year. And we're going to have more in, uh, you know, more surprising, more exciting topics in the works yeah. for you guys. So once again, this is Conversations with Your Counselors. I'm Eileen Bellio. I'm Reginald Centeno. And I'm Tanya Librilia. Stay well and healthy.